What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to another Tanner Wilkinson podcast. I am your host, Tanner Wilkinson. Today, I'm joined by the Tim Gatman. Tim, say what up. Uh, how we doing? What's up? Not too shabby. Also joined by uh, the Maxwell Stottle. Max, how's it going? How's it hanging? Hey, everybody. Awesome. Awesome. And uh, we've been on a little hiatus here. Uh, and uh, some big things happened in the in the sports world. Uh, we'll start with the NBA. Um, we'll start with the Lakers. I think that's probably the biggest news to come out of the first round of the playoffs was LeBron getting bounced for the first time in his career. Um, Stodd, I, let's, I just want to hear your thoughts. Um, is the King dead? I mean, people are starting to wonder that his age is finally catching up to him, but also the Lakers, I mean, when you have Dennis Schroeder who scores like zero points in like 28 minutes, same with like Kyle Kuzma and Montrez Harrell, like not playing. Uh, I don't really know what LeBron could have done. And AD is, I mean, yeah, he wears uh, street clothes, as Charles Barkley says. I don't, I don't know what's going on there. I think the Lakers are, uh, I think they're going to do a whole like 180 with their team. And it's going to just be like literally KCP, LeBron, and AD is the only like safe people for next season. So I think we're going to see an entirely different team next year that LeBron's going to try and forge. I uh, I think, yeah, I think the core is safe and the core might only be LeBron and, and AD and they might just flip everything. But I think this sounds like an excuse, but they did only get 75 days off in between their finals appearance in the bubble to the regular season. And when you think about it, that's a lot of games. That's a lot of no, games. No, that I use that excuse for Bayern. So, <laughs> I, that, that, I, hey, they early, they didn't have a break. They didn't have a summer break. They had no time to rest and recover. I mean, I think that's a valid point. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's a lot of games, especially on AD's body, who's known to be fragile, and LeBron, who's 35, 36 right now. So it's a lot of games in a short amount of time. So I think you can definitely see the wear and tear. I think that was close to this. I mean, I don't want to say the same thing happened to the Heat because they just looked like a shell of themselves in the playoffs. But I think fatigue over the last, 12 month, 12, nine months, definitely played a, definitely played a factor in both of those series. But I mean, the Suns were also just a better team. The Suns yeah. or the, the Lakers had no match for, for um, DeAndre Ayton inside. They had no match for Devin Booker. Like, I mean, obviously LeBron was going to get his and it, it's always that is LeBron's going to get his, can the other players get theirs and, and, and hold them off. And in, and in that series, it didn't happen. Also, Chris Paul, I mean, he, he's a tough dude. Chris Paul's a tough dude. He uh, Usually the Chris Paul narrative is he gets injured at the biggest moments, and he did, but then he he, he found his way back. So that's that's props to Chris Paul. Um, obviously, our Blazers, yikes, another first-round exit for our Blazers, four and five years. Um, the firing of Terry Stotts was, was big news. Um, Stott, what, what's the Blazers beat right now? All right, so I think we gotta we gotta hire Chauncey Billups. I want Chauncey Billups. Also, I just want to say Chauncey a lot, so <laughs> that's half the reason I want him. And then I think we need to get rid of uh, Neil Oshley, basketball. Uh, uh, what is it of operations or whatever? He uh, puts. Did you see the? He said some blame, and he's like, "This uh, the 29th defense efficiency rating was not a product of the roster I put together." and all this and he was saying all these things he's like well it's challenging when i don't have any draft picks well then don't trade your draft picks for robert covington i don't know but I, that guy was throwing a lot of blame everywhere but himself so i think we just need dame i think i think uh we also need to keep nurk still i don't want us to get rid of nurk but i think we need to trade cj but i don't know what we could realistically get for him at this point so i'm honestly i think this is going to be one of the very uh one of the more fascinating teams to watch come free agency and stuff. So I don't know. I'm excited for it though. And I'm not, I'm not worried about Damian leaving. I'm not worried. Um, yeah. I'm also not worried about Dame leaving either. Um, the theory I was thinking of, um, I was, I mean, I was looking at the nets and the big thing with the nets all year was how are they going to guard in the postseason? And they said, uh, we'll just, we don't care. We're going to score 140 points. That might just have to be the Blazers' solution. Like we're already bad defensively. We might have to go get even more offense. Like if you think about it, could we could we go out and get Bradley Beal? Do you think we could 
muster up a package to get Beal for CJ. I mean, there'd have to be other options with that, but I mean, if we would have two guys averaging 30, that's going to yeah, be tough to stop. That'd be nice. And then we could do what uh, you texted me earlier. Maybe we hire Mike D'Antoni, you know, and just score a million points a game, shoot, shoot the ball 45 times from three. Hey, he's fun to watch. Yeah. I mean, if we, we, some, like, I think that could be uh, an option. I mean, we're not going to get very, we're not going to get better defensively, honestly. Like, we would have to, we'd have to switch this whole team out. Like, Nurkic isn't a great defender, but he's not a terrible defender. We obviously have to get a second big that can guard anybody. Like, Cantor was literally unplayable. They played him off the court in that series. They, like, after game two, he didn't play. Like, he couldn't play because he was so bad. We had to play Rondé Hollis Jefferson at the five. Yeah. And Zach Collins hasn't played since like COVID was a thing. So I don't know what's going on with that guy. So I don't know for our big men. Nurk's just kind of like, he's kind of a mental midget, dude. Like he gets down on himself way too fast. And then he just commits stupid fouls. We'll be like, we need him on the court. Cause then we have to go to Cantor and it is not good. <laughs> well, the thing is, especially when we play the nuggets who have the MVP best big in the league right now in yeah. Jokic, that's tough for anybody to guard. So like he's going to catch it at 30 feet out. And it's like, all right. I like Nurkic isn't used to defending at 30 feet. Nurkic is used to defending 15 feet and in. And he's like, all right, now I have to move laterally and, and go out and guard a, th- a guy who shoots 41% from three and can pass it in an average, like 10 assists a game. So he's like, I, th- that's just not what he, that's not what he can do. And so that's kind of why we had to play Rondé Hollis Jefferson at some points. Cause it was like, yeah, he's smaller, but at least he can move laterally and, and force, give up twos rather than threes and give up like contested shots rather than Nurkic or uh, Jokic driving in the middle and then kicking out to an open shooter. Cause that like MPJ killed us that series. Cause it was literally MPJ standing in the corner, Nurkic or Jokic will dribble down, pass it to an open guy. One more, the, the swing pass will be open to MPJ. MPJ shoots it like uh, Morris. What, who was it? Monte Morris. Monte Morris, Monte yeah, Morris killed us too. Cause it was the same exact thing. It, it was the extra pass in we, we couldn't contain it because one, we're terrible defensively. And two, when, whenever they can just pick us apart with like that, it, it's, we have no match. Yeah. I don't know what it was. I think there was a, I think there's some sort of personal vendetta between Terry Stotts and Derek Jones jr. Cause he just like didn't play like that playoff series at all. And he is like literally known for his defense. I feel like at that point we could have maybe tried him out in some different rotations, but I don't know what was going on there. I don't know if they were just like, no, he's not going to be able to fit with this or what. And then, you know, you're supposed to elevate your game in the playoffs. And unfortunately, Dame's supporting cast uh, did the opposite of elevating themselves. So that was tough to do. Dame can only do so much, you know. It's not 1v5. So that was tough. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I think there's we should end it with another – with the last uh, first-round matchup, which was Clippers and, and uh, Mavericks. There was a lot of Clipper slander on this podcast a couple weeks ago uh, with our good friend Darius. Um and the, the, the Clippers shut us up. Uh, Kawhi is averaging like 30 a game on 60% shooting with his average shot being from 15 feet, which the only guy to average 30, uh, 30 points on 60% shooting was Shaq, and his average shot was from four feet. So what, what Kawhi's doing is pretty damn good, I'd say. And uh, they play the Jazz coming up tonight. Um, I think the Clippers win. I think the Clippers win tonight. I think they got tired legs, man. I'm taking the Jazz tonight. Jazz haven't played in like almost a week, even longer maybe. I just think the Clippers are the better what, team. What's too long though? Rest over rust. Yeah. rust. Yeah, yeah, that's true. No Mike I Conley mean, tonight as well. I don't know how much of a big deal that is for the Jazz, but it's Mike Conley, you know. He could still be a pretty big deal for that series. I, Whenever I look at a series, I always take the better player. I think whoever has the better player will win most times than not. I think the Clippers have by far the better player in this series in Kawhi Leonard. Also, I think uh, we're going to get uh, the Donovan Mitchell choke game this series where he goes like two of like 27. Well, not actually two of 27, but he's going to go like four of 18 and like O of seven from three in one of these games. And it's going to be like a, a really important game. And he's going to collapse. I think we're going to see that. Also, I really hope Gobert just goes out there and does nothing the whole series. Yeah, I kind of hope uh, I hope Ty Lue gives our boy uh, Boogie Cousins a chance out there so he can just mentally torment Rudy Gobert, even though he registered zero minutes in the first round. Hey, come on, he's the Marcus Cousins. Give him a few, give him a few chances out there just to put some mental warfare on Rudy Gobert. 
this is the series to unleash Boogie Cousins. This is the series. Like, because you're not going to play him against Aiton or, or Jokic on the other side. And Gobert has no offensive game, which is great because Boogie Cousins has no defensive game. Like, go, uh, Boogie Cousins can't jump over a phone book. He can't jump over a dollar bill if you try and pull it out underneath his feet. So <laughs> that's the play. If you're going to play – if you got you buy a Boogie for some reason, you might as well play him in this series. I mean, I think right now they're the Clippers are plus three. So – they're they're they the are. underdogs right now, um, but I think I think Kawhi just stays hot. I think Kawhi's kind of just in the Kawhi zone right now. And then the biggest upset of, of the of the second round so far to start, Hawks take game one with Trey Young having another thirty point game. The only the only guy to have thirty points in each of his first four uh, road games to start a playoff career. Him and some guy named Kareem Abdul Jabbar. So. Pretty good company for Trey. Um, the Hawks are villains. I don't know if you if I don't know if you guys watched the whole game, but Bogdanovich has also adapted to the villain role. He shushed the crowd after he hit a three at the end. Like they just love the villain role. I, this team's dangerous right now. This team is dangerous. Style, what do you think? I uh, I watched that game in its entirety, and I uh, I'm on the Hawks bandwagon for this playoff in the East. Don't get me wrong. But when I saw the opportunity to live bullet the Sixers plus 14 and a half, I took it in the second quarter. And I'm not going to lie, for like three, for almost three to three and a half quarters, it wasn't looking good. I'm like, okay, well, the Sixers are not going to play very well this series. But then the Hawks, I don't know if it was the in-the-game adjustments, was it inexperience or something? But they were uh, – the Sixers almost came back, but the Hawks prevailed because of Trey Young and Bog- Bogdanovich bailed them out quite a few times. I just don't know if tonight they're going to win. I feel like Philly's not going to let them go down 2-0 on their own court. But I think it'll be a good game tonight regardless. And I bet on Trey Young over two and a half threes. So. Good bet. That's, very, that's an easy bet. Um, yeah, we were. I was watching it. I had, my sister had a grad party. So it was me, my dad, and my grandpa all watching it together. And my grandpa's like, the Hawks are going to win by 30. I was like, no, this is the NBA, grandpa. This game will be a seven-point game with like three minutes left. And the Hawks just threw it away. Like, Trey Young, I don't know what the hell he's doing at the end of the games right now. He literally, end of the game, just catch it and get fouled. You're shooting 90% from the line. Why are we throwing lobs to John Collins? I know it was cool and it worked, but get fouled, young man. Go make your free throws. And, like, he he's trying to dribble through everybody. Like, just be smart. Like, I don't – like, this is basic basketball plays that he was not making at the end of the game. Like, this is, like, people what people in high school do. This is, uh, this is not something that, like, normal, like, pros do. So, I'm – that's concerning. And late game, like closing out a game, they because they really haven't had to like close out a game like in, in that form, as in like you're you're up eight and they're like pressing and you got to just get over half and get fouled. Like they never really had to do that in, in the next series because it was either you're up 20 with a minute left or it's like tie ball game with a minute left. So, I mean, that could hurt them. I mean, they could lose a game like that in this series where they're up like six with two minutes to play and they just can't close it out. But I mean – Experience also, that kind of experience from game one will help him. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Embiid had 39 on 21 shots. Like, Tormanis too. <laughs> also, Ben Simmons didn't miss a shot. Ben Simmons went seven, had 17 points, uh, and 10 assists. Ben Simmons could score every possession right now in this series because I don't know if I, I think as of right now, I think DeAndre Hunter's back, but if he's not. Nope, DeAndre Hunter's out again. So we're going to have to guard him with uh, Tony Snell. And um, (laughs) we're guarding him right now with Tony Snell and Solomon Hill. So expect a huge game from Ben Simmons tonight. That's my prediction. Ben Simmons will have over 20 points is my prediction. Well, yeah, but we also got to remember, we might as well put Danny Green in a Hawks jersey. That dude is playing for the other team at this point. He sucks, bro. that That is the Hawks' best defense. It's just hoping Danny Green shoots the ball. Also, I haven't watched very many Sixers games this year. Like, I only checked them out a few times in the regular season. I watched, like, maybe one or two of their first-round games against the Wizards, not much. Dude, I don't think Seth Curry misses. Like, I don't think that dude's missed a three that I've seen him take. No, he's he's shooting, like, 50-50, 100 or something crazy. Like, not it's actually, unreal. but, like, yeah, he's – he went he, – he went uh, – had 21 in the first game, 7 of 12 from the field, 5 of 9 from three. And they're all they're all pretty open threes because it's either Ben Simmons driving or Joel Embiid yeah. 
in the post, kicking it out. So they're going to be open shots. I mean, the thing that the Hawks did really well in game one was their bench was just better. Like when they, when, when the Sixers have to bring off the bench, uh, Matisse, Thibel, Tyrese Maxey, Furkan, Korkmaz, and George Hill, along with uh, Dwight Howard. Pause. I, I think I think the Hawks have a good chance of just like obliterating the, their bench, because the Hawks go Lou Williams, who is just a certified bucket getter, Kevin Herter, who's kind of just like Bogdanovich Jr. for the bench, uh, Danilo Gallinari, who has never seen a shot he doesn't like. Like this bench, this team is very very even. This Hawks team throughout, like you can go one through nine, and they're very even. So I really like this depth on this Hawks team. I think the bench is where they're going to make a lot of a lot of points uh, come back. Do we want to talk about Brooklyn and the Bucks? I think we have to touch up on it a little bit. You can you can lead this. I'll uh, I'll come in second. Okay. I think what we're watching right now is a masterclass performance from Kevin Durant. Dude, dude's gone for like 18 months. Comes back this season. Still wasn't even 100%. Missed like half the year. He's coming back and he's shooting 50 50 90 and i think as a team the nets are shooting 50 40 90 this series as a team uh i don't care how good Giannis is uh that's never that's impossible to beat like that is impossible to beat and i think with james harden out too this is kind of concerning for books for uh bucks fans like with harden out you had to capitalize in these first two games and they just did the exact opposite of that so i think this series i I don't think they're going to get swept, though. I think the Nets will make this – I think it'll be over in five. That's my official prediction for the series at this point. So Harden's uh, coming back? I don't even think – I don't know, and I don't even think he has to. <laughs> I think it can still be over in five. <laughs> With the way KD and Kyrie are playing it, and Joe Harris is – and Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin's Bro, Blake found Griffin's his Griffin's motor. Playing. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're just all feeding off each other right now. It's crazy. Blake Griffin is the biggest scam artist in the NBA. He scammed the whole NBA this season. I mean, I think this, I think this still has a chance to go seven. Like I said, it would go seven in the beginning. Like I think the Bucks could easily come out on Thursday and win. Like they're out on home court. They they always play well at home. I mean, this could be like the game where Giannis just drives every time and gets like thirty seven, like he does sometimes. And yeah, like I... the thing that the thing that the Bucks need to do, they need Chris Middleton to show up. Like Chris Middleton showed up against the Heat and they swept him. If Chris if Chris Middleton can come out there and score like twenty two on like twelve shots, like you got to be efficient. You can't you can't go out there and score like twenty two on twenty shots because those are all shots that Giannis probably needs to be getting because he's shooting like fifty percent from the field. So you gotta you gotta go out there. Like Drew Holiday is gonna give you your your like eight eighteen to to fourteen points and play really good defense. Like they gotta. They got to Giannis has to guard Durant. Giannis has to stop Durant. That's that's the matchup that I was that I was looking forward to seeing. And, and KD's just dominating it right now. Like these are supposed Another, to be the two best small forwards in the league right now. And yeah, KD is overwhelmingly showing why he is why he's like yeah, relax, Daddy's still here, relax. Yeah. And another thing is, I don't know if I don't know if Mike Budenholz is like I don't know if he has the rain over Giannis like this or if he's like scared to bring it up. But Giannis needs to stop shooting threes with like 20 seconds left on the shot clock. That is such a waste of a possession because they're all just bricks. Like you're just getting wasted possessions at that point. I don't know if like the team's too scared to tell him like, yo, Giannis drive, knock it off. But I don't know. So if, if Giannis maybe chills on his threes and actually drives with his build that he has, I see game three very easily. The Bucks getting back into this series. I just think yeah. he needs to chill on his threes a bit. I mean, like – Game one is the game that they needed to win. Mm-hmm. Game one, game one, Giannis had 34 on 24 shots, two of five from three. Chris Middleton shit the bed. Chris Middleton had 13 points on 23 shots, six of 23, <laughs> 0 of five. Like Chris Middleton, like I said, if you can get Chris Middleton needed to score 20 points and they would have won the game, and he scored 13 on 23 shots. So that's like, that's going to be the difference maker right there. Is, is Chris Middleton going to be able to show up? which is kind of sad because it's Chris Middleton. Well, we got we got through our NBA talk. Let's transition to a little bit of soccer talk. Uh, this is a pro Tottenham Hotspur podcast because, uh, you know, it's my podcast and it's my team. Uh, and we're, 
we're in the, um, the middle of a coaching change. Both of my teams are in the middle of a coaching change right now. We got the Blazers without a head coach, Tottenham without a head coach. I don't, we don't really know what's happening for, for my teams, but I have an analogy, Tim. Or actually, Tim, let's see. I want to hear your opinions, and I want to. I'll, I'll come in with my my analogy, my Colin Cowherd esque rant afterwards. Uh, I think Tottenham is not a very uh, desirable destination right now. I think there's there's a decent. The locker room has been uh, very toxic. There's uh, some people put it dead wood, and that just they don't care a whole lot. Uh, they're they're gonna their best player wants to leave the best player and like the leader of the team and club wants to leave. Um, I they're just not their co- their owner is like notoriously stingy and doesn't like to spend a lot of money. Um, he like they, they had a it's just not a very desirable job. Well, I, I, I know who my guy, who I want to come in and take over is. Uh, who, who do you think is the right fit for this Tottenham job? Oh, I haven't thought about it, but uh, I would say like like dream signing or like realistic signing. Well, I'm saying as the coach. Yeah, or yeah, that's what I mean. Like, like I because I, I honestly think the Wolves coach might not be a bad idea. Mm-hmm. You know, the Portuguese dude? Yeah, he turned Wolves he, around. He, yeah, exactly. Because he he went in the wolves. Now wolves had like, like, well, but he went in the wolves and turned the wolves around. So I would. He's not a bad idea, but allegedly he's about to sign with Crystal Palace. Which see, the thing is, he got support where when he was at Wolves, yeah. he went in there and got all the Portuguese players that he wanted, and they're like, wow. When we got when we give the guys the players that he wants that fit his system, they're pretty good. Yeah. And that takes me to my point. The point is, we need to re-sign Pochettino. Pochettino was the guy. I'll take, let's go through the history of this. Originally, Tottenham was not considered a top a top six club. Like it was originally the top four, and which was like Arsenal, Man U, Chelsea, Man City, and then the occasional Liverpool. Liverpool really didn't win it until the last couple of years. Poch steps in 2014. Ten Tottenham at that point that was the tenth manager in 12 years. Poch comes in, he starts some of the young players. He's like, you know what? We're not going to be very good at the beginning anyway. We might as well start the young players. You know the young players he started? Guys by the name of uh, Harry Kane and Deli Alley. Turned out to be pretty smart by the Poch man. 2015-2016 uh, season, Tottenham turns into real title contenders. Lose it to Leicester. That was the year that Leicester wins it. We could have won it, but we choked the game against Chelsea at the end got of the season. third in a two-team race. And whatever, it doesn't matter. Arsenal <laughs> got second. Can you? You didn't even. You weren't even that able to name true. the team that got second. So that, who cares? You know true. the team that won. And you don't know the team that got second. But going back, it was that was our best finish since 1990. Okay, that that was nine years before the birth of me. Was that that was our best finish? 2016, 2017 season. Pochettino leads us. This is the next year they leads us to second. We were already in Champions League. 2016, 2017 season. Uh, we get second. We finished with 86 points, which is our highest point total since 1962. Unreal. 2018, we make the one of the greatest comebacks in Champions League history, in my opinion. Down 2-0 to Ajax on aggregate in the second half of the second leg. We bring on, he brings on Lucas Mora. Lucas Mora comes in, scores a second half hat trick. We advance to the Champions League final. During this, we lose the Champions League final. Albeit Harry Kane is not there to play. He's injured. I think that makes a huge difference. There's a bad handball call during that game. That makes a huge difference. Now my analogy is ball. my analogy is Pochettino is, 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 is the girlfriend is your, is the, is, is, is your girlfriend, but he's the cute, he's the cute girl. He's not like the smoking hot girl. He's not the Instagram model girlfriend that you got, you know? And it's, it turns out like it starts great. We, 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 you, you love her, you know, you're like, oh, this is awesome. You know, we're, we're best friends. It's like, oh, I have a, I have a girlfriend that's like my best friend because we're, 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 we're so happy together. This is awesome. And then you get kind of content with that. You're like, all right, I, I've, I've, I'm very happy. I've achieved happiness. You, you kind of start to, to take the happiness for granted. You kind of start to look at yourself more often rather than look at you guys together. Uh, Tottenham goes uh, 500 days three transfer windows without signing a player. Could you imagine that in any other sport? Like imagining like a football team doesn't sign anyone for a year and a half. Doesn't make a trade. Doesn't sign anyone new for a year and a half. This would be, this would be, this is unheard of. 
This is actually unheard of. Daniel Levy got so like so enthralled with making all this money because we made the Champions League. We finished top four in the league multiple years. We made cup finals. Like he's just been become content with this. And when you don't support your girlfriend, you know, you don't go out with her. You don't go to the movies with her. You don't go to, out to eat with her family. The relationship starts to get a little rocky. And that's what we kind of saw there. Tim's team, Bayern Munich, beats us 7-2 during a Champions League game. That's the last straw. First game at your new stadium. First game at our new stadium. That's, that's what happens. After that, Pochettino gets fired. We were at that point 14th in the, cha- in the Premier League. So we break up with the nice, sweet girl. And you know what? We're like, we can do pretty good. Look at us, you know? We can do pretty good. We, we've been to all these Champions League finals. Like, I've, I've been happy before with this girl. Yeah, let's, let's, go out and let's go out and get a big fish. We go out and get, we go out and get Mourinho. Mourinho's the smoking hot chick. Mourinho's won everywhere. Mourinho's he's won the Champions League. He's won the Premier League. He's won La Liga. He's won Serie A. So it's like, oh, let's go, let's, go, let's go get the hot girl. But you realize, hot girl's kind of a dodo brain. Hot girl can't really recreate what he's Coach. been doing at the new club. You know, the man who's won everything, you realize, eh, sh- I like the new girl. Like, this is what I've wanted. I've, we've wanted this. We've wanted to, to be the top team. We've wanted, we've wanted to be with the hot girl. But we aren't compatible. We're not a top team. We're not, we, we, that's not what we are. We have to stay at that same level of what we are. You know, you realize you're miserable, okay? What's Jose Mourinho do every time? He parks the bus. That's terrible to watch. I'm miserable, okay? I'm miserable watching Tottenham, okay? And now this is what happens. We're miserable. We, we blow a lead to a team that had their coach thrown in jail like a week before in the Europa League, which isn't even a real competition, which we should be liking. I don't care about the Europa League. So now we break up with the, with, we break up with the hot chick. And now guess who wants, guess who's also free on the market? The cute girl that we were really compatible with, that we had all that fun with. She's not free though. She's not free, <laughs> but she's in a relationship with someone and says, Ooh, with a really rich guy, <laughs> with a really rich guy, but she's not happy with the rich guy. Much like we aren't, we weren't happy with the hot chick. Pochettino's at PSG. He had a good run in the champions league. Um, they, uh, beat Byron's B team. Beat Byron's B team. Hey, it, it still counts. He won a tr- he won a trophy. He won like the the League Cup in France. They didn't win the league, which is like a big deal. Um, but there's also another manager, Antonio Conte, who's um, he was the manager at Inter Milan. Inter Milan won uh, Serie A this year. They beat Juventus. Um, he had the top goal scorer, Romelu Lukaku. But Conte is kind of like. The, the hot chick he's kind of like the same thing we just had because Conte's done the same thing he's won the Champions League he's won uh the Premier League he's won Serie A he's won these trophies but is that what we want with Tottenham Daniel Levy needs to do the right thing we need to pick Pochettino we need to support him we need to buy him the players just like we need to support this we need just like you need to support your girlfriend you need to buy her flowers just because just because he wants a player go go fucking buy him the player okay if he wants if he wants to get rid of somebody Fucking let him get rid of somebody, okay? Just support him. Give him the control that he wants so that you know that you that he can trust you. Have him trust you gotta trust the process, Daniel. Do the right thing. Make her happy. Make him happy. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. That was my rant. That was my that's my rant. Hope she sees this. That's my rant. <laughs> that's I I mean, the way that we would get Pochettino, we'd have to, I think, buy him out of his PSG contract. Which, yeah, I mean, if if you think about it, if if we finish top four next year, it's all worth it. It's literally worth it, and some because we of the money we'd make from the Champions League and I, on our I, Premier League finish. I don't think he. I don't think he's going to come back. <laughs> we were in. Weren't we? We were in negotiations with him. Yeah, but they've like stopped, or they've cooled significantly because they were talking to Conte or what. It, like they wouldn't have been talked because they were close to agreeing with him. I, they wouldn't have agreed with him. Like they wouldn't have been doing that if they had Potch because he was like one of their first choices. I've been hearing rumors about Conte to uh, United. Oh, that I don't know. I mean, I mean, I think that's a perfect fit for him. If you think about it, probably. But they, like that's the most ideal fit for Conte. Well, if they want to spend money, but they, the Glazers aren't exactly known for spending money. Like, the issue with Conte is that he'll, like, bash the owner publicly. 
if he doesn't get what he wants. So he, he'll like, which, yeah, he gets results that way, but then he also ends up like blowing up with the owners usually. I mean, this, this is what, this is why I, I, this is, I, this is why I can't stand soccer. Like you think about it. If you want to win, listen to the coach. Like, I don't understand the theory of like the owner knows more than the coach. Like Daniel Levy is the doing the same thing. He's, he thinks he knows more than the coach when he does it's it. Cause he wants to make more money. He doesn't want to invest more money. He, most of these teams like run themselves off of revenue and stuff they make each year. And so the owners don't have to put, but if the owners put excess money in like Chelsea or like Man U or Man City or like PSG and they put money into the team, they can get a ton of players. They can like you can get a lot more players. Do they also make like if you think about think about all the money that Chelsea made this year? Yeah. They finish, exactly. they finish top four, they they make a cup final, they they win the Champions League. This that, that's what if you want to make money, yeah, you gotta invest the money. Exactly. You have to, you have to spend money to make money. Yeah. But, precisely. But they can make a lot of money without spending a lot of money too, because they get a lot just because they're in the Premier League and they're a top six club. This it's gonna end terribly. We're gonna it's gonna end terribly. I just know it. As a Tottenham fan, I just know it. I saw a tweet that said, uh, I know God's not real because he made me a Tottenham fan. So that that's that's just how I feel right now at the moment. There's it's just brutal. It's just brutal because, you know, you're just waiting on the day that I get the tweet notification that we signed someone who's not very good. And then Kane's gone and then son wants to believe and then oh, everyone's gone. The buyer, and then it's then we're then we're then we're a mid table team. Then we're a mid table team. And then I'm, I, I just you're like you're going to lose me. You're going to lose me. Oh, would you be on the market then? For Would you be looking for a new soccer team? I think I would just support Ronaldo only. And I would well, just have to board. I, I would have to just boycott. I'd have to boycott Tottenham. Like 40. Uh, he, he knows. Did. He has the physical. He looks like 25. So, who knows. But. All right. Well, let's transition into uh, Baby Boy of the Week and what we learned. Tim, do you want to start us off with Baby Boy of the Week? Yeah. Uh, I have two baby boys of the week, uh, or actually three, I guess, but two of them are fighters. So, and they fight Saturday. But uh, so Shakur Stevenson and uh, boxes on Saturday against Jeremiah Nakitha. Nakitha, I don't know. Uh, for the WBO, like junior interim belt, it's I guess he's gonna fight. This is setting him up to fight Valdez, I guess, or some other guy for like the unified belt. Um, and then Izzy's fighting or defending his middleweight belt against Israel Asanya, that is. It's defending against uh, Vittori. What's his first name? Marvin. 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 Marty. Vittori. Marty Vittori. His embedded today was hilarious where him and all of his Italian friends were just like sitting there. Like they have a private chef or something, like Italian chef, and they're sitting there eating and just ripping on American food. <laughs> but. Uh, but I think he's going to beat uh, Marvin. But I think we're talking about that on Thursday, right? Yep, we'll have uh, we'll have our UFC show on Thursday for uh, this weekend's pay-per-view. We'll also probably talk Shakir Stevenson because I, I like Shakir Stevenson a lot. Okay. Uh, and then the other one is uh, Notre Dame Baseball. Uh, they hosted their first Super Regional ever, and they advanced through it and are playing uh, Mississippi State on saturday sunday monday and uh they beat yukon 26 to 3 and then they beat this is notre dame beat central michigan 14-2 so i don't know i've never seen notre dame baseball be good so uh i will say um when you play sure the sec boys when you play the sec boys State, shit gets I'm real sure yeah yeah and i mean I don't know, Notre Dame. I'm looking at their schedule and they haven't really played a whole lot of teams from the South. So I'm not, ah, this might be bad, but who knows? <laughs> Stodd, what about you? What do you got? Uh, I have I have two. My first one is uh, Billy Football. After his uh, announced sabbatical he had to be put on for a month or so from Barstool to graduate school, and you know if he wants to come back and take it serious. <coughs> Excuse me, serious. He released an article hinting at his return, and now he's been appearing on the podcast Macrodosing More with our friend PFC Compter. So that'd be cool if he comes back because I like Billy football. Very and good. My for other, 
Yeah, my other one is uh, Logan Paul from this past weekend, uh, fighting Floyd Mayweather, making upwards of $25 million after all, all money is split. Not 50-50, of course. I think Floyd's walking away with 125 or something. But And, I mean, people can say what they want about that clip that's gone viral of him getting maybe knocked out and falling on Floyd. I don't care what you say. According to the stats, he lasted all eight rounds against Floyd Mayweather, and that's a W, in my opinion, for a guy named Logan Paul, and he made $25 million. So that's another baby boy for me. That clip is cropped like that purposely. His feet look like he, his feet never, like, wobble or anything, and they're set. Like, yeah, it, I, don't it, think he was, I don't think he was asleep there or knocked out by any means, but we'll let the people have their uh, tinfoil hats on for that. Doesn't really matter now. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> I mean, I'm glad I didn't watch it. That's all I'll say. I'm glad I did not watch that. Um, oh, I will. We'll, we'll say uh, I got three. I have three. Uh, two are from the same team. Uh, baby girls of the week, Jada Coleman and Mackenzie uh, Donahue. Uh, Jada Coleman, uh, uh, unbelievable game against um, JMU. Makes a diving catch in the outfield. Mackenzie Donahue on Saturday. They played – oh, you played two games. She had three home runs. I think the whole season she had five in total, so she had three home runs in one day. That's that's well worth being a baby girl of the week. Uh, as well, baby boy of the week, uh, close personal friend Josh Sargent. Uh, USA wins the Nation's League. What what What, what is it called? United it Nations? Conacaf. Yeah, <laughs> Conacaf. Yeah, some, fake, some fake it, trophy. Some, we beat Mexico. Like, it's, yeah, <laughs> we'll, we count it. Like if we play Mexico and win, it's it's always it's always a, a good day for, a the, for America. Uh, but yeah, those are those are my baby boys and baby girls of the week. Um, what did we learn this weekend, Stai? What did, what did what did we learn? I learned two things this weekend. First thing, I'm uh, officially putting the Dun Chain on the Stod curse. I went nine and one last week on betting, and this week I've started out three and zero. That is that is what we call hot, my friends. I am done with the Stodd curse. I think I'm putting that away for the foreseeable future. That is one thing I learned this week. I'm in the green, so that's cool. And then another thing I learned – oh, by the way, I hit a three-leg UFC parlay. You know, that real quick. We'll hope to hit one this uh, Saturday as well. And then another thing I learned is watching the Logan Paul Floyd fight. Um, I think celebrity has started to become too loose of a term. When the announcer said there were celebrities in attendance, it pans to – Fat Joe, Matt Barnes, Steven Jackson, and uh, T.O., just to name a few. Now, I'm sorry, but when I'm watching a big boxing event like that, those aren't necessarily the celebrities that I would be thinking of when they say we have celebrities in attendance tonight. So I think we might need to tone down on the term celebrity at these sort of events well, and truly look for the real ones. It's great when the UFC is like, let's let's pan to the crowd for our celebrities. It's oh, Antonio Brown, Mike Evans, uh, Tom Brady, like all these like really well known people, and they have uh, this boxing event, Fat Joe. Who if I saw <laughs> if I saw Fat Joe in public, I think I'd just be like, hey, that that's just a guy who's fat named Joe. I wouldn't think that's Fat <laughs> yeah. Joe. Seeing the seeing the graphic of Matt Barnes, Stephen Jackson, I was like, come on, these are not the celebrities that they're really showcasing tonight. No way. So, you know, that's another thing I learned this weekend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tim, what did you learn this weekend? Uh, I learned that uh, – oh, shoot, what was mine? Oh, my – it was uh, – do you know a guy – he's a soccer player, but his name's Silalis, uh Wama. Wanyama. Two, Wanyama, yeah. Yeah, Wama. Yeah. 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 Well, that's not his real name, mm-hmm. actually. I do know that. Uh, he was uh, brought in – and his agent and him coerced like false documents, like and changed his name and made him a year younger than he actually is. And he basically it brought up like a bigger issue that's like a thing where like agents will go into like these super like small like places in like small towns in like Africa and across the globe, and they'll go get like young like 16 year olds and promise them like club contracts and stuff and then bring them to like Europe and everything after the family's paid a bunch of money for it and then he'll like disappear and basically just abandon the kid in like a new country with like no way home and that's kind of what happened here I think he was threatening him with that basically because he didn't have access to his money uh, or he didn't have access to like his bank account or like anything so it's kind of bringing up a 
big issue and like he's not going to face any repercussions from it and neither is the club because I guess they like came forward with it because he told them about it it's crazy how like he because he's front he he plays for Stuttgart now and he had like an unreal season this year so that's why it's like crazy to hear this yeah there's another there's a there's a FIFA YouTuber who loves him and they can't like I saw a TikTok on it today about how He's like, I didn't even know this. And I've like done all this research on him and stuff, which is like insane to think about. Yeah, there's another man you has like a young guy named like Ahmad Diallo or something. He came from Atlanta, but like the same thing happened to him. And he was like an illegal immigrant in Italy. And then he ended up like signing and going up the ranks of Italia but, or Atlanta before being sold to Man U. But like the same where the agents will just like leave him basically. Yeah, that's that's insane. That's that's crazy. Um, I got two things I learned this weekend, uh, and kind of today, uh, college football playoff changing it up, going to a twelve-team format. If you haven't seen this, um, they're going. They're thinking about going to a twelve-team format. Five Power Five conference winners and the highest group of five uh, conference winner would all automatically be placed in, and then so the rest would be just six at-large bids. Um, I like it because it kind of makes your conference championship a play-in game. So, like, the Big 12 championship, which didn't really matter this year because they the Big 12 didn't have a representative in the college football playoff, makes it kind of meaningful, makes the Pac-12 championship meaningful, which I like. Um, the format would be the top four seeds would get a bye with the five through eight seeds hosting the nine through 12 seeds, which is also something I like that if you're a five through eight seed, you would get a you would get a home game before you would go into like the real playoff system, which would be cool. I mean, seeing like Oklahoma host a host a game against um, like Notre Dame or something in in Norman would be pretty insane to think about. Uh, you guys are big college football guys, so I want to hear your guys' opinions on it. I always thought eight was the ideal number because then you could have five power conference teams, and then uh, you could then have like three at large. But I like the 12 because the way I didn't – because I felt like if they would have done it like the traditional, like one versus 12, you'd just get like blowouts and be boring to watch. But this way it makes those games to like get to play like the – because the one through four seed have the bye. It makes it like way more important. And I think it makes the regular season more important because it's like a, it's like an advantage to get higher, I guess, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like if you're like at the – it's like a better thing to like get up to the five through eight seed because then you get – like a buy or something so you get get that home game yeah it kind of helps with the idea that like the regular season really wouldn't matter but it's only 12 teams so i mean it's still like somewhat i guess exclusive yep yep style what do you think um i'm honestly all for it i like that kind of a strategy and layout the only thing speaking as a biased pac-12 fan I already know where if this is becomes a new style, I already know that the fifth team every year of the power five teams is going to be the Pac 12 team. So I'm going to be a little upset when I don't get the buy, but it is what it is. Well, I think, I don't think the automatic qualifiers would get the buy automatically. I think it's the top yeah. four teams, no matter what, would get the yeah. buy. Oh, okay. So like, I see what you're saying. So, like, say like Bama's one and like Georgia's three and they play in the okay. SEC championship game. Yeah. And like one of them stays top four, I think they would both get buys, which I don't hate. I don't, I mean, the bed, yeah, the better team four, should get the buy. Four. Yeah, yeah, okay. No. That makes more sense. I was reading, I, when I was thinking about it, I was reading as like, it was just going to be like the top four, uh, the champions or like whatever the power five, like the top four of those, but that makes more sense because they, we've had it multiple times now where we've had two teams from the conference in it in the playoffs. So, so that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So would the ACC like runner up? be playing in this or no yeah, uh, i feel like if they're top 12 i think they would yeah if it depends it's on the conference probably but i feel like if the loot i feel like most of the conferences like loser of the championship game will probably somehow find a way to end up top 12 if they've been playing like as well as they should be all season so i feel like it's almost like gonna be like a potential storyline for like a quick turnaround rematch for some teams mm-hmm. they might just play each other again in a few months or in a few weeks yeah, I think I think this is way better than the system we have in place right now. Yeah, because as well as that, once you yeah. and once you get out of the first round of the home games, it fits perfectly in with the bowl season. Mm-hmm. So all six Power Five games would be in play. Um, 
and you would just make whatever the semifinal games uh, are would just be the semifinal games, like the Rose Bowl and Orange Bowl would be the semifinals, and then Sugar Bowl, Cotton Bowl, all those other ones would just be the quarterfinals. So that that would that would be perfect for um, like bowl money and like TV money would fit perfectly into that as well. So I mean, it's it's kind of I I'm surprised no one really thought of this beforehand. Like I'm like I didn't see any theories on like this type of system before today which is kind of crazy to think about. But I also, I want to say, I really like the, the best group of five winner gets in as well. I think, cause that's, yeah. I think every, like if you thought like looking at it this year, Coastal Carolina and Cincinnati would have been in this system last year. Yeah. Cause they were both top one. One of them would have been the highest seed and the other one would, would have been top 12. So that, that would have been, pretty fun to watch because who who knows who knows what happens if coastal carolina is in because coastal carolina wasn't even in a new year six game this year which is no they weren't bananas yeah i think those last... teams also schedule each other more now too like you'll get yeah. you'll get more of those non-power five teams to kind of like especially if like a, it's a better year i guess and they're like better teams they may try to play each other more, which will make for better games. Because that Coastal Carolina BYU game was like electric. Yeah, that was and like that was, really that was like one of the game. games of the year. That was that yeah. game, and um, I think Oklahoma Texas last year triple overtime was one of the games of the year as well. There was That's another one. one. Yeah. Oh, uh, Notre Dame Notre Dame Clemson. I'd also say that. Yeah. The first one was was also up there. Yeah, for not game the, of the second year. one. <laughs> Unfortunately, no, scratch that from the record book. <laughs> um, and the last thing I learned this weekend, uh, we went. We went to the casino. Uh, went to the casino on Sunday. We were there till the the, the wee hours of the night. Uh, leaving, leave the casino at one o'clock. I'm a, I'm a big winner at the casino that night, so I'm like, all right, let's I'm, let's pick up some some alcohol for the boys and, and keep the party rolling at afters. Um, apparently, you can't buy alcohol after one a.m. on a Sunday night going into a Monday, which is weird because I thought it was America. I thought uh, I thought I had rights, so I don't have the right to buy alcohol, but I I could just walk down the street with a gun which is cool so we need to get our we need to get our priorities straight america let me buy alcohol whenever i want please never heard of that i've never heard of that that's crazy probably because yeah. it's like such a weird who buy like it's such a weird case when you scenario. went to the casino that's when you buy when you went yeah, to the casino the example was there for you tim i just brought up the example of why <laughs> They looked at me like I had four heads when I was in Quick Trip uh, trying to buy some shooters of, of Fireball. They're like, what? And I was like, did I stutter? Uh, I'd like six shooters of Fireball, please. And they're like, they're like, no. And I was like, what? And they're like, yeah, you, we can't do that. It's it's Sunday after one o'clock. And I was like, what is it? Uh, yeah, I know. I know it's Sunday after one o'clock. Why, why, like, what does that have to do with anything? They're like, that's the law. And I was like, hmm, okay. And, okay, all right you can you can try this on me so we left and went to another store and they said the same thing and i was like hmm maybe that's the law but it is what it is um we got a big show on to thursday we're going to come out with a show on thursday uh our ufc preview um big ufc card this week in israel asanya versus marvin vittori uh figueredo versus moreno and leon edwards versus nate diaz the three main events um Come, come, come with a parlay, boys. I, I want to, I want to, let's create some parlays. Let's, let's win some money this, this weekend. Let's, let's win the audience some money. What do we think? Always down, always down. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Boys, I'll see you on Thursday. Guys, thanks for listening. Um, like always, uh, everyone's links will be in the description. Uh, follow, follow on uh, Spotify uh, so you don't miss an episode. Tell your friends about the podcast. You know, nothing's better than uh, the word of mouth uh, recommendation. That that's that's the best way to do it. Um, we're going yeah, global. We'll, we're going yeah, we're global. going global. We're gonna we're gonna be we're gonna be all over. I mean, we're, I'm still waiting for Ariel Awani to bring me on the pod. That'll happen one day. And I'm just mm, I'm just gonna have to keep plugging him. Now that he's got now that he's off ESPN, he might just be go rogue and might just come on our podcast. We might be the ones paying. Oh, his, who knows? Money. Could you imagine? It's like <laughs> I'm joining the Tanner Wilkinson Podcast Network. <laughs> unreal unreal that news is gonna break soon uh what what, what are what are they paying you ariel uh no i'm paying them <laughs> They're like did you see his tweet he owns me now he owns me <laughs> uh, uh, without further ado though boys thanks for coming on uh we'll be back on thursday uh 
See you, everybody. Uh, cop the BMW, new deposit, I picked up another bag Like, fuck it, I'ma count while I'm in it I had planes flying crowds, screaming money, counting chains Clanging shit, I guess that's how it sound when you win it I ain't joking, do it sound like I'm kidding I've been making like 2,000 a minute So high up through the clouds, I was swimming I'm probably gonna drown when I'm in it I bet she gonna get loud when I'm in it And we might have a child I love a hoe after we fuck, she can't get near me Only bitch I give a conversation to a Siri My pants are merry, yes I'm winning clearly I'm the chosen one, see my potential so they fear me Lately I've been praying, God I wonder can you hear me Thinking about the old me, I swear I miss you dearly Stay down till you come up, I've been sticking to that theory Every day a battle, I'm exhausted and I'm weary Make sure I smile in public when alone, my eyes tear I fought through it all, but that shit hurt me severely I've been getting how to have and have my insecurities Taking different pills, but I know it ain't uh, Cop the BMW, new deposit, I picked up another bag Like, fuck it, I'ma count while I'm in it I had planes flying crowds, screaming money, counting chains Clanging shit, I guess that's how it sound when you win it I ain't joking, do it sound like I'm kidding I've been making like 2,000 a minute So high up through the clouds, I was swimming I'm probably gonna drown when I'm in it I bet she gonna get loud when I'm in it And we might have they a child I'm pop rebirth, never put out a weak verse Homicides when we lurk, I'ma stuff till my feet hurt When putting them streets first, white tees turn burgundy t-shirts Looking for some real, he stuck in a deep surf Anxiety killing me, I just wanna leave earth When they ask if I'm okay, it just make everything seem worse Trying to explain your feelings sound like something you rehearsed Stab me in my back with a clean smirk Looking so deep into your eyes, I can read your thoughts so Shut the fuck, I mean, please don't talk I done been through too much and I don't need another loss Put that on every war, scar for every battle I'm from BMW, new deposit, I picked up another bag Like, fuck it, I'ma count while I'm in it I had planes flying crowds, screaming money, counting chains Clanging shit, I guess that's how it sound when you win it I ain't joking, do it sound like I'm kidding I've been making like 2,000 a minute So high up through the clouds, I was swimming I'm probably gonna drown when I'm in it I bet she gonna get loud when I'm in it And we might have a child when I'm finished when I'm finished, when I'm finished